This program is presented by a community producer through Midland Community Television. The City of Midland and MCTV are not responsible for the content of the program. The views presented do not necessarily represent those of the City of Midland or MCTV. If you would like to produce your own program, contact MCTV at 837-3474 or access our website, cityofmidlandmi.gov slash MCTV. We hope you enjoy the following presentation. My name is Pam Hall and this is Earth News. Today's guest is Jim Chrisman and he is the leader of the Midland Chapter of Citizens Climate Lobby and his subject today is a laser focus on a solution. Jim could you please tell us a little bit about yourself? Yeah, um, my wife and I have lived in Midland for uh, 30 years and um, we've raised three kids here. Um, I think probably my biggest uh, accomplishment uh, since I've been here is building the mountain bike trails in the Midland City Forest. Um, I'm also uh, a writer, um, I'm, uh, poetry and short stories and, and, and one novel. Um, but uh, yeah, today we're gonna talk about Citizens Climate Lobby, which um, you know, until we get some, some real movement on climate, I'm not gonna count as an accomplishment. It's something I've been working on for for eight years, but um, how did you get involved with Citizens Climate Lobby? Um, oh, uh, about eight years ago, um, uh, Lynn Pettengill uh, came to came to Midland, gave a talk at the um, uh, Chippewa Nature Center about Citizens Climate Lobby. With her intent was to start a chapter here, and uh, I I had to leave early, and I just remember saying, um, "I'll do whatever I can for you." and uh, shortly after that, I found out I was the leader of the Midland chapter. Awesome, That's really <laughs> uh, awesome. but um, yeah, I was I, I was just sick to death of uh, arguing people with people about the science of climate change, which seemed has seemed for a long, long time to be abundantly clear. Right. Um, and what what wasn't clear was what we needed to do about it. And Citizens mm -hmm. um, Climate Lobby, um, as the title of our uh, little session today uh, indicates, is we're laser focused on a solution and my my experience has only been a couple years so if you see the acronym um, CCL that does stand for citizens climate lobby and they also if you hear the words uh, carbon fee and dividend that is also associated with this group so Jim I know that you uh, lead the Mid Midland chapter of citizens climate lobby and um, what is it that they do exactly so for um, for more than a decade, but well before I joined, um, they've been focused on this solution. The concept is called carbon fee and dividend, where you put a price on carbon upstream, um, the mine, the wellhead, the port, wherever it first comes into commerce. Right? You put a price on it there, and you, uh, you take that money, and it makes a quick th trip through the U.S. Treasury, where they basically divide by the number of people in the country, and everybody gets a check. Um, and, and that price on carbon rises 
right, incrementally. It starts uh, fairly low at $15 per ton of potential CO2 emissions. In other words, if you, if you burn this barrel of oil, this pile of coal, it's going to produce this much carbon dioxide. And uh, so it's per ton of potential CO2 emissions. And it starts at $15 per ton and goes up at $10 per ton per year. So everybody can see the shape of things to come. Um, and energy companies uh, can can adapt. Um, they can see that, you know, very quickly the the price of carbon-based fuels uh, exceeds the price of of wind, of gas. I mean, excuse me, of gas and and coal, uh, and that wind becomes the most um, and and solar become you know, and, and we do, we don't really care what the solution is, right? Uh, these are market-based decisions. This is a market-based solution. Um, but we know that the cost to society of burning all those fossil fuels has not been paid for. Um, that's what economists call an externality. So putting a price on carbon uh, is, is a market correction. So it's measurable and it's using, utilizing math and science, so logical. Yeah, yeah. And um, so why do you think carbon fee and dividend is the best solution? Well, it's that it's yeah because it's market based um, is is one reason. I mean, in order to in order for legislation to be durable, mm -hmm. as we've seen with the Affordable Care Act, it needs to have bipartisan support from the beginning. Uh, if it doesn't, uh, and we get a change of administrations, um, it, it, it's going to go backwards. Now, not every politician is as vindictive as as the current occupant. But, I mean, you know how hard he's been working to reverse everything that uh, President Obama's name is associated with. And another administration could do the same thing if it was, if it was not bipartisan re um, legislation. So being market-based, it gives, uh, it, 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 it's, it's going to be effective, and it, and it gives uh, Republicans um, uh, a choice. I mean, we've got libertarian think tanks that are, you know, are quite uh, far to the right in terms of uh, uh, in terms of their thinking on markets mm. um, that that have endorsed it. I mean, once you admit we have a problem, like an alcoholic, you have to start by admitting right. you have a problem. Then you've got to go to your range of solutions, and this solution uh, is one that I think everyone could agree on mm -hmm. is uh, is the best and least disruptive. And if and if you give all the money back from from this solution, um, fr from the from the f upstream fee that you put on on carbon, if you give all that back to people on an equal basis, first of all, it, it protects the bottom 60% of income earners. Mm -hmm. They actually get back more than the increase in fossil fuel prices are going to cost them. Uh, so it it, it 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 protects them. The next 20%, uh, where many of us are in Midland, uh, it's kind of a wash. And for the the top earners, um, you know, we can put solar panels on the on the roof and buy Tesla. We don't have to pay it either. Um, so it, it's a win-win-win all the way across. It uh, makes sense. Yeah. It makes you wonder why anyone would have a problem with it. Yeah. Um, I mean, if. If the uh, if if conservatives don't um, get on board with a with a process like this with with a program like mm -hmm. this based on um, 
you know, economic principles and, and you know, being a market-based um, solution. If they don't get on board with that, we're going to get a regulatory solution that they'll like a lot less. So they're, yeah. by not right. joining uh, in this effort, they're pushing the, the whole movement to that's, the left. That's, that's true, and it's infringing on their freedom. Uh, yeah, and well, this way they have more control. So yeah, yeah. It, because it's market based, yeah, and they have their freedom. And so, like you said, it's a win-win situation. So I understand the core principles of carbon fee and dividend, like the effectiveness of reducing CO2 emissions, returning 100% of net revenues to Americans, revenue neutrality, market-based, yeah. nonpartisan approach, and protecting the most vulnerable have been incorporated into legislation introduced into the U.S. House of Representatives last November. How many co-sponsors does it have, and how many of them are Republican? So, yeah, there's only at this there's 60 co-sponsors. Okay. Um, there's only one Republican. Oh. But as I like to uh, as I like to say, um, would you care to guess which state they're from? Um, and when people can't guess, I said I, I give them a little hint. I said, well, you think better when your feet are wet. <laughs> and usually, fairly soon after that, they guess Florida. Uh -huh. um, because they're they're going to be the first ones impacted yeah. by rising sea levels, right. uh, and it's I mean they've already got sunny day flooding in North North and Miami. And the Green New Deal too. They explain that quite clearly. So how has this market-based liberals came up with this, right? Well, <clears throat> uh, actually, liberals didn't come up with this by themselves, um, or, or certainly not political liberals. Mm -hmm. I don't know. Where James Hansen stands on the um, the the, the uh, uh, political spectrum, um, he's a he's a climate scientist. He was he was one of the architects of the deal. Um, well, that's good for people to understand that that this was sure. He's he's, he's, he's a leading climate who scientist. Who is a scientist, yeah. not politically yeah. driven. But uh, in terms of. Um, uh, of the economic program of, mm -hmm. of the the guts of the program of, of this policy, mm -hmm. uh, George Schultz played a big part, right. um, and uh, you may remember George Schultz yeah. was Secretary of State under under Ronald Reagan, right. um, and uh, he also served as Secretary of the Treasury, um, and uh, he was um, Chairman of uh, I think it's the Business School or or a Department of right. Economics. Right, I looked him up and I saw I saw Republican Party. So yeah, yeah. no, he's he's a, he's a Republican and um, and you know University of Chicago mm -hmm. um, academic. Right. Um, and uh, you know, and Secretary of State to Ronald Reagan, you know. So, I mean, could you have any more bona fides than that? He, right. He's um, he's currently in his 90s, and he's still mm -hmm. a sharp guy. Huh? Um, cool. Yeah. Um, so uh, he's he's very much behind it. And there is a conservative plan to solve climate change mm -hmm. that uh, um, is a, is a little bit different in some of its details, but it hasn't been translated into a bill yet. And and what the, what we've talked about with carbon fee and dividend is actually, excuse me, now a bill. Right, and it's a little surprising there aren't more Republicans on board with this, yeah. as that's the inception. Yeah. And plus, they're speaking of subgroups. I saw that there was a there was a Christian movement part of CCL. Yeah, yeah, there is. We um, yeah, I hadn't thought about that very much, but mm -hmm. um, right. I mean, when when we're talking uh, to um, religious people mm -hmm. about, um, you know, climate change, mm -hmm. uh, you know, many of them are, are on the conservative side of the spectrum, but mm -hmm. um, 
when you, you word, use words like uh, covenant and mm -hmm. um, uh, you know uh, the um, what is the word I'm trying to think of? I, I think I know what you're talking Start, about. Starts with S, yeah. Right, where they're good stewards. <laughs> yeah, so. stewardship. Yeah, right. stewardship. I mean, when you, um, we use those kinds of words because that's what we need to do. You know, on some there's you know religion allows for lots of different ways to uh, to interpret things, and uh, I think you know at, when we were at the county fair. Uh, last week, I, I saw some of that. I mean, mm -hmm. uh, people would would be quoting um, mm -hmm. Revelation to me, and uh, mm -hmm. right next to yeah, and <laughs> but uh, he was actually on board. He yeah, was well, but uh, but but you know, the Book of Revelation, uh, they're saying, yeah, well, we're supposed to burn soon anyway. You know, this is God's well, plan. Well, don't help make it happen. No, <laughs> that's no. God gave us a brain, right? And he gave us scientists. <laughs> and he gave us wind right. and sun and. Uh, <laughs> So there's uh, there's a number of ways to look at that. So, so the I, seminars, I would, have, yeah, have yeah. Them. I assume if their house was on fire, they'd call the fire department. You know, <laughs> right. and, and the our, CCL our seminars is where I first yeah uh, became aware that there were whole church groups. So if you go to the oh, website, yeah. you can yeah. you can see those in more detail. Yeah. Um, yeah. So yeah. why not just let people respond freely by recycling and maybe driving a Prius and planting some trees? Well. <clears throat> Remember Dick Cheney? Yeah. Yeah, Dick, Dick Cheney was um, uh, an oil man, right? Mm -hmm. Halliburton and mm -hmm. all that. Um, and he, he once very sagely uh, said that, hum uh, that uh, personal virtue is not a substitute for an energy policy. Mm -hmm. And while I don't agree with um, Mr. Cheney on very many things, um, he, he got that exactly right. Yeah. His idea of an energy policy is probably drill, baby, drill. Yeah. But uh, nonetheless, um, th there isn't much you can do. You can't be effective enough on a personal basis. We, it, this needs um, national and international action Absolutely. by everyone. Uh, I mean, and no matter how well-intentioned you are, when you're in your house and you flip the lights on, you've got no control as where that electricity comes mm -hmm. from. And so we need, to, we, we need to accelerate the change to these renewable forms of energy so that everyone gets wind and solar energy when they get a cold beer and give from the their... power back to the people right and so, the choice right and and when when you, when you you flip on the lights really mm -hmm. all you care is the lights come on mm -hmm. uh, when you come in the studio here all of this electronic equipment you know it's all running on on electricity mm -hmm. and in in uh, in our case it's it's uh, what 10 percent um, wind and solar yeah. and um, s something in it that could be better yeah something in that range mm -hmm. and 90 percent i think gas yeah. i don't know if we've got any coal yeah. energy in the mix here from consumers but so. um and certainly gas is better than coal but it's mm -hmm. it's not where we need to be right. you know we've gone since since the start of the uh, industrial age um we we were at 280 parts per million of CO2 in the atmosphere. We're now up to 415. Yeah. So, so I haven't calculated that lately. It must begin to be 47, yeah. 48 percent and, increase. And we're the city of modern explorers, <clears throat> so it's a, we could do better. And yeah. there have been attempts, there as are many, you know. Yeah, many cities and around the country have, have made uh, have made that commitment. It's very discouraging when they when the businesses don't do well. I don't believe it's because there isn't the desire to have them here it's the competition is oh well is in terms uh, of competition and, and doing well 
I mean, if you want to stabilize costs for your business, right. uh, nobody's going to raise the price on wind. Mm -hmm. Nobody's going to raise the price on. Oh, on I didn't the mean sun. competition in that way. I meant uh, well, I, yeah, but I, I do, I do mean it that way. I mean, we can, we, we can be more competitive. Right. When Dow built its big plant down on, right. on the Gulf uh, uh, a few years ago, um, you know, part of the part of the deal was that uh, they would get this big uh, wind energy installation down mm -hmm. there to provide them a steady source mm -hmm. of, uh, of energy that, um, that they knew was going to be stable in price. Mm -hmm. um, it's a good business decision. They didn't do it to be Boy Scouts. Right. They did it because it's a, right. it's it's a hard-nosed right. business decision. Right. But yeah. that's, that's how we're going to win with this is by having good, hard-nosed business decisions yeah. that beat them at their price point. Right. Right. So, Anyway, and it is a win-win. It's really not um, trying to undermine someone's business. They could, they have the money and the power to make the change. They just need to do it. So, what is the point of introducing the Energy Innovations and Carbon Dividend Act in the House if the Republican-controlled Senate will never pass it, and President Trump calls global warming a hoax? Yeah. Um, well, if this was going to be the the political landscape forever, it would be pointless, mm -hmm. but it won't be forever. Yeah. Uh, and it, just as it took us 10 years to go from the concept of carbon fee and dividend to a bill introduced in the House called the Energy Innovation and Carbon Dividend Act that incorporates those principles, just as that took 10 years, it takes time to build political will. And that's mm -hmm. what that's what Citizens Climate Lobby is all about, building political will for a livable world. and. And that political will, we will continue to build it um, as changes come to the administration and to the power in the Senate, and, and uh, eventually we will be able to um, be able to pass these things. I mean, it's it's impossible, 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 inevitable. It's right. it's going to happen. Change is inevitable. Change is people, inevitable, and, and it's a change we have to make. Right. Some people resist change, but uh, some people are wondering what is taking so long with right. the change right. in the bureaucracy. So. Um, okay, so Citizens Climate Lobby appears to be a grassroots organization. Yeah. Does CCL have additional ways to influence decision makers? Sure. We, we're working right up and down the line, and, and we've got, uh, uh, as well as grassroots, we mm -hmm. work grass tops. So we're, we look for business leaders uh, to endorse the concept, we meet with them directly, as well as the word lobby and Citizens Climate Lobby is really an active word. We're, we're in there talking to legislatures regularly. That's how we've got 60 sponsors on this. There was a lot of success in the Grand Rapids area. I remember, again, seeing that at different seminars for CCL. Yeah. And um, yeah. that has been a conservative uh, area sure. in Michigan. So sure. why is that having more success in other conservative areas, do you think? Well, um, I, I, I can't really answer that, but I know there's a, there's a big data company, um, and I, I don't remember the name of it, that moved into the old steel house, or mm -hmm. steel case um, uh, headquarters there in, in, mm -hmm. in Grand Rapids, that beautiful pyramid-shaped building that's mm -hmm. in Kentwood, um, not too far from where I grew up. Um, and uh, it, it's a, it, it's a, a, a data storage, you know, computer data storage um, company. Mm -hmm. um, and 
you know, in order to relocate there, that it's a very energy-intensive business. These big server farms, right. um, and uh, in order to relocate there, they insisted on um, on some high percentage of the energy that was going to uh, going to power that mm-hmm. um, had had to come from wind or solar, right. um, and uh, that that was a precondition for that business moving yeah. there. So that's how. Grand Rapids mm-hmm. got that great big business with all those great jobs yeah. was by just, and it's the same thing that Dow did uh, on the Gulf. Mm-hmm. They said, we will build this plant, but we've got to have wind energy. Right. Um, so, uh, you know, businesses understand uh, which way the wind blows. Right, yeah. exactly. I remember them saying that. I just wanted uh, yeah. <laughs> to, yeah. to tell that. Yeah. So global warming is obviously global. And the U.S. isn't even the biggest emitter of greenhouse gases. So what do we do about the rest of the world? Yeah, that's a, that's a question that comes up regularly, and it should. Mm-hmm. It's an important question. So uh, incorporated into the Energy Innovation and Carbon Dividend Act um, is a, uh, a, 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 the, the ability to do border adjustments. Right. Uh, border adjustments, I'm not sure exactly how they're different from tariffs, but they um, are entirely compliance with WTO regulations and all that sort of thing. And basically, goods coming in from, from countries, carbon and er, energy intensive goods coming from countries that don't have a price on carbon, mm-hmm. uh, where you know they're using lots of fossil fuels and they're, they're not making an effort to, uh, to make the switch. Um, we put an adjustment on based on on the uh, essentially implied co- carbon content of that material. You know, if you've got a ton of steel. Well, how much how much energy, how much carbon-based energy did it take to make that? Right. And if it's coming in, then then you're gonna you're gonna pay that. Mm-hmm. Um, aluminum, glass, whatever it is. Um, you know, those things coming in that are in energy intensive, there'll be a border adjustment on that. So that has several effects. It, it keeps American companies from offshoring. Right. Um, but it also um, uh, very much helps to export the program. People in, in that country X, whatever mm-hmm. it is, that are s- sending those goods to the U.S., mm-hmm. um, see that border adjustment money coming right. into the US Treasury and being mm. distributed to you and me the same right. as the, the they'll same figure as, it out yeah there's <laughs> wait a minute why are we making Americans richer when mm. we can make ourselves right. richer okay. right that's um, smart. yeah it, it only makes sense and that's how you export the program right. now having said that I'm not sure how necessary this is really going to be um, Canada has already instituted right carbon fee and dividend, and they did it based on their incubator, which was um, British Columbia. Mm-hmm. So British Columbia has had a, had a price on carbon um, with a rebate back to people as a tax mm-hmm. refund for more than 20 years, and they keep reelecting these governments mm-hmm. because they like the policy. Right. Uh, and they've got the fastest growing economy in Canada and the lowest uh, fossil fuel use. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the, the strength of economy um, isn't isn't linked to fossil fuel use. It's linked to energy. Right. You need energy, right. but it doesn't have to come from fossil fuel. Right. And so we can make that transition. The 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 state in in the U.S. that has the most wind power um, has the low some of the lowest energy costs, if not the lowest. I'm not sure of the figures on that. Um, in terms of you know kilo, per kilowatt hour of mm-hmm. electricity at your home, mm-hmm. um, you, do you know what state that is? 
It's yeah. I- Iowa. Oh, right. Okay. Iowa's got you know in their mix. They've right. got the they got the most. And um, another conservative mm-hmm. state um, uh, that actually produces the most wind energy of any state, not as part of not, not as percentage of mix, but the most wind energy. You know what state that would be? That produces the most wind energy? Texas. Texas. Right. Okay. Um, so. Uh, they're not doing it because they're good mm-hmm. Boy Scouts. They're doing it because it's good business. Right. Um, so, anyway, well, it's just we, like transportation. Like people are married to the idea that cars with gasoline is the only way humans yeah. ever got around or ever will get around. Right. Certainly, there are ways in the in the future oh, that yeah. will be more sustainable. Oh, yeah. And they're already implemented in other countries. Yeah. Are there any other countries besides Canada that you can think of off the top? And does CCL have a list of those countries? No, there aren't others that have adopted a carbon fee and dividend type uh, policy as far as I know. Uh, but CCL has chapters in 40 countries. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've got more than 100,000 members in this country and we've got members in, in every or almost every, I think it's every congressional district. I don't think we have a chapter in every district, but we've got members in right. every congressional district mm-hmm. in the U.S. Um, so I know uh, we've gone to Washington several times. Yeah, 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 yeah I've been to Washington several times. And, yeah, so, um, yeah. all right, so I saw you working the CCL booth in Midland County Fair last yeah, week. Yeah. I was there with you. Yeah. Um, how did people react to Nessie? Well, people had a lot of reactions. Um, you know, uh, it's a, this is a it's a, a rural cut of a of an almost rural community uh, so so when you're when you're at the fair you're kind of in trump country yeah um, and and so as far as snagging people walking down the aisles uh, to talk i think we were getting about 1 in 10 <laughs> something like that they skewed very much toward the younger mm-hmm. um and they skewed uh, toward um, young parents, people with kids. Right, I noticed yeah. that too. Yeah. And I noticed that some of the families were disapproving that they were interested in talking more about it. And yeah, no, some some didn't. Uh, some definitely didn't, uh, especially on rodeo night. Yeah. I noticed we went down to about one in twenty that I could actually <laughs> snag. You know, I'd say, wasn't interested in doing something about climate change. <laughs> right. and, uh, not today. Well, I saw the horses, but I wasn't yeah. helping. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, had a few um, very buttoned-up types, uh, right. you know, that 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 walk by that uh, would break out in laughter. Uh, yeah. Yeah, derisive laughter. Oh boy. Yeah, and uh, oh boy. But um, boy, if, if people with kids uh, and and young people uh, that um, that you know that that understand the science and know know what we're facing, right. uh, boy. You want to do something about? Yeah, I want to do something about climate change. Yeah, what what do you got? You know, and uh, if they could just understand it's their kids' future and and really get that yeah. part of it. Yeah, yeah. And, and understand and yeah. like I had said in the last Earth News, use their five senses, look around. Yeah, you can experience climate change. It's happening, and look at all the disasters that we've had environmentally and with the weather and all the species that go extinct 150 every day yeah it can't be stated enough it's, it's yeah, we're at a crisis right i don't know if you read the book the sixth extinction but yeah. uh, i mean we're we're on one. the verge of extincting up to a million species apparently right and uh it's it's a disaster of just unbelievable proportions mm-hmm. you know people say oh the climate's always changing well if you look at the climate the way it actually changes it's you know 
it's it's a hundred thousand year cycle based on right. Milankovitch cycles of the tilt and orbit of the Earth around the Sun and so forth, and uh, you know Milankovitch, by the way, was a was mm -hmm. a Serbian prisoner of war mm -hmm. mathematician uh, back around the First World War, and he had plenty of time sitting in his cell to figure this out. But, right. but you know he he figured out that this is what what correlates with with the uh, the cyclic changes right. i mean there's non-cyclic changes like being hit by an asteroid or mm -hmm. or the uh, you know yellowstone uh, uh, blowing up mm -hmm. uh, but um uh those those cyclic changes are are very slow mm -hmm. um and and you know the last ice age we we didn't have a built environment on the on the coast you know if you if you uh you know, you live in a bark hut or mm. or a teepee. You just move inland, you know, right. or or whatever. You know, you can you, you can adjust. Right. But we've got trillions of dollars of real estate just in and just in a few big cities. I mean, how New, many lives? Yeah, yeah. The middle of and Manhattan is 33 feet above sea level. Right. Not to mention Miami and all the other coastal cities, right. New Orleans, which are even lower than that. Mm. Um, so. Uh, you know the the cost that we're going to face the you know all all of this infrastructure that really can't be moved all the military mm -hmm. uh, navy bases you know people say well, why does navy have to worry they they're in boats Makes you know? you well they have ports <laughs> and uh, those ports are going to be going underwater like in Norfolk makes uh, you wonder if that's maybe why Trump wanted to buy Greenland yeah jeez yeah, who knows what he's thinking <laughs> exactly Jim what are the effects of the energy Innovation and Carbon Dividend Act. Yeah, the economic effects. Well, we talked earlier about you know sixty percent of people um, actually coming out ahead on this, and what happens when you put more money in people's pockets? Right, they spend it. Right. Right. And so you get a stimulatory effect on the economy, mm -hmm. uh, and the the um, uh, estimates are that in ten years uh, it would create two point million, two point one million jobs that. Uh, wouldn't have existed otherwise. So over and above whatever the job levels would have been, mm -hmm. uh, more than two million jobs on top of that. So increases in GDP as well. Um, so uh, the the energy, you know, pe uh, people like to worry about the cost of this. Well, right. it's, it's revenue neutral right. and it creates jobs. And it creates jobs. Yeah, I mean we've we've just ballooned the deficit right. by trying to stimulate the economy mm -hmm. with tax cuts. Right. But this would put money in people's pockets and stimulate the economy at the same time and be revenue neutral. So the economic effects I think uh, would be tremendous. Sometimes you have to think outside the box. Yeah, you have to think outside the box to get ahead. So right. it's a it, it, like I say it's a win. It's a win-win-win. Yeah. Okay. We're good. Okay. Well, uh, I'm going to thank you for coming on Earth News, and uh, you're welcome back anytime. It's been a pleasure. I know that you have lots more where that came from, and you're you're one of Midland's finest as far as I'm concerned, and many feel that way, Jim. Uh, so thank you for thanks. all your devotion to the subject, because it really does matter. Thank you very much. You're welcome. That's very kind. Thank you. So that's it for today's edition of Earth News. Thank you for watching, and join us again for our next guest. Thank you. Oh, wow.
This program is presented by a community producer through Midland Community Television. The City of Midland and MCTV are not responsible for the content of the program. The views presented do not necessarily represent those of the City of Midland or MCTV. If you would like to produce your own program, contact MCTV at 837-3474 or access our website, cityofmidlandmi.gov. MCTV.